0: Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quint Charisma, and welcome to the No Name Podcast tonight. My guest is going to be uh, referee Doug Markham. Hey, Doug, how you doing tonight?
1: Good, Quint. How are you?
0: Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit.
1: Hey, that's all we can do, man. <laughs>
0: yep, yep, yep. Well, for people listening and don't know about Doug, uh, look him up. He's probably one of the top, if not the top, um referee in wrestling that's not signed to a major company right now uh so uh look him up if you don't know who he is uh he works everywhere when i say everywhere i mean everywhere where have you worked this just say this past month where have you worked at doug
1: um well my mainstay now uh which i'm very grateful for is mlw um I also work for Tried and True out of Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, just uh, Southern Underground Pro in Nashville. Uh, Pro Wrestling Entertainment in Nashville. I go everywhere, man. Whoever you know, whoever will book me and uh, want to pay me, I'll come work.
0: Like, like your what's your shirt? What does your uh, gimmick shirt say?
1: Well, let's see. There's half stripes from Travel. Yeah, that's the there's, one of yeah, um, them. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then the rest of them all that came from the Metallica yeah. parody that I did. You know, because they're like my favorite band ever. So that kind of fed into all that. But yeah.
0: So on the MLW, uh, what all the, what towns and cities have you worked for them? Which ones?
1: Um. So far this year for them, I did Chicago, um, New York uh, twice. Well, three shows, but I've been up there twice. Uh, I did Milwaukee, and then next month we go to Dallas. In November we're back in Chicago for the pay-per-view on November second. And December 5th, we're back in New York for the Opera Cup. Hey. Which is, yeah, it's, uh. It's gonna be a. So
0: you're. You're A little
1: way place. to finish out the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, so you're pretty much everywhere them then.
1: Yeah, um.
0: So do you do. Do you just do the TV tapings, or do you do, uh. Uh, tapings and some of the, uh there's uh don't
1: they have they have regular house shows no right now we're just doing tapings like each uh each month's tapings we'll you know we'll do a month's worth which is typical and uh then on the months that we do two shows it's usually for two months and then we're off for a month but i love it man it's it's uh I've gotten more exposure, I feel like, out of them in the past uh, eight months than I have, you know, in like seven or eight years. So it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, um, uh, from what, um, when I've seen them, they're out there a lot. You know, they, that, I'll tell you that, their YouTube channel is, um, that's really, I was really shocked on how good their YouTube channel is. I mean, it's, the quality I mean, it's like a regular you, you watch it's like a re, like you're watching something off a network uh you know network channel off your cable or something.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean it's, it's put uh, together
0: quality. It's it's way it's set. i but and that was you know you know how it is. People just throw stuff up. they you know they tape their promotion and they just yeah. But man, there's that that was really shocked how.
1: Yeah, the the production quality of the whole show is just outstanding. I mean. Um, I see tweets and posts on Facebook every day of fans you know that are saying that m l w is the only show that they watch now and that it's the best thing on t v and which I mean for me to be a part of that, it just means a lot to me man I mean
0: that's good it's, i mean you mean you're it's that's to me i said yeah. i I don't watch all really any. I have I don't watch wrestling that much anymore unless it's older stuff. I don't either. Uh, I, I will watch a little bit of the MLW. Uh, I'll flip it up. I I'm, I'm usually, usually watch everything on my watches on YouTube, so I'll be on there. And I got them on my thing, you know, so they put something up there, you know. I'll, I'm, I'm behind about six months, but I'll, I'll about once every couple weeks, I'll watch an episode of it and everything. But, yeah, it's, uh, to me, I mean, I think it's, the, you know, I, for what little, well, what little bit of Ring of Honor I still watch, I watch Ring of Honor maybe once a month, maybe. Right. And if I had to watch, uh, put them two together, I think the just the overall production quality and just the look of it and everything is, I think MLW is is, is better than Ring of Honor now.
1: See, I'm glad to hear you say that because. If I say that, then I come off as being, oh, you're just saying that because you work for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but,
0: yeah. Oh, you're going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean,
1: <laughs> I watch, that is one one show that I try my best to watch religiously every week when it drops on YouTube because I don't get in sports on DirecTV for whatever reason. Yeah,
0: I don't get it either, so.
1: But, um... You know, I always try on Monday or Tuesday to watch uh, that week's episode because I got to keep up with what's going on. Too, but not only that. In my opinion, it is the best wrestling on TV that I've seen. I mean, well,
0: it's it's good. I'm out. Um,
1: that's about the only current product I keep up with. I mean, I watch. Uh, you know. I'm I did some shows for GCW. I try to keep up with their product because I would like to work more shows for them in the future. Uh, yeah. But as far as like WWE and stuff, I, I just. I don't watch the new stuff. Yeah. If I ever turn the network on, it's for something that's old.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was, like I said, I was uh, really surprised. You know, I've heard people talk about it, and I've seen, you know, like on, um, you know, you post, the, you know, stuff where you're working at, and I see where you, you know, you've been working for them and everything. So one day I finally, I, you know, I came across it on, on, on the YouTube, and, I, and ever since then I'm like, man, this is really, it's really good, you know. I'm, I was It really it. is. For for them to have a TV show is the show on the on, on the Being Network or how do you pronounce that? It, um, is it the same show that is shown on the YouTube channel?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, it comes on BN Sports on Saturday nights, and then that episode is dropped at I want to say seven PM Eastern, six Central on Monday nights on YouTube. Um, I don't want to, like, step way out of line here, but I'm pretty sure we're on TV in Africa. And also, they just signed a partnership with Pro Wrestling NOAA in Japan. Okay. Um, So, pretty sure we're, like, in one way or another, we're on pretty much all over the world right yeah. now. Yeah. And... To me that's like amazing
0: yeah well, I what I what you know I just asked you about if, if it was the same show that's usually records usually if they, if they have something like on a um, <clears throat> a cable channel like that they you know if they put something they'll have a you know like a separate show for <clears throat> excuse me I'm sorry for the uh, for like the YouTube that you know be a a pro you know like a, a, a you know a show with less not as much uh, uh, Production value and all that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For them to actually, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that they're, whoever, uh, whoever is all running that, they're doing it right. So, they, um, uh, they, they, it's that, what's the guy's name, Court, um,
1: Court Bauer. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: It seemed like he's got his ducks in a row this time. It seemed like it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, like I said, man, you're, yeah, you're, um, get your, your names out there man so I, I'm I you know you for you not to is, have you talked to anybody from um, from New York or um, the uh, aew group or or impact or?
1: I haven't um, I have not uh, honestly at my age now I feel like they're all there won't be anything that comes about for, say, NXT or WWE because I don't feel like Vince is looking for somebody my age to train his way. Yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah,
0: but, I mean,
1: you, um, how... But I, as far...
0: Actually, I don't... I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I know you're... I think you look younger than you are. So I don't well, realize, I appreciate you know, that you know, I mean, because... <laughs> Because, yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I, I guess you're in your 40s. Yeah, yeah, so,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I wouldn't, you don't look, you know, because a lot of people in the 40s in the wrestling business, <laughs> they're looking haggard, you know. Uh, so, I mean, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Well, yeah, especially because yeah, he wants stuff, yeah, everything's going to be done.
1: Hitting, yeah, hitting yeah. You
0: know, that, that certain WWE format of what their guys do everything. Yeah, I understand that.
1: And I've even heard guys, you know, that I know that work there that pretty much tell me, you know, once you come here as a referee, you pretty much forget everything you've ever learned. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to train you to their, the way they want you to be. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: definitely
1: the truth on that. As as far as uh, AEW, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that would have to be my next goal, I guess you could say, um, because obviously that is the talk in wrestling right now, I mean, let's be honest. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 it's, uh, it's definitely tall. talk, I mean, I mean, it's got Vince, you know, he's, uh, actually, I I don't know if he's, um, worried, but I think he's, he's, um... To the point of where he don't want to get he can, he knows he could get worried so he's not so he's uh, that's why they're doing aren't they doing the uh, anything doing NXT now are they gonna switch it to like USA or something now
1: That's what I'm hearing and they're, they're switching it to USA on Wednesday nights to run against uh, AEW on TNT. So, yeah, so
0: I, that's got his attention then if he's doing that. Yeah, right. I
1: mean. <laughs> So,
0: all right, we're going to talk a little bit, um, so the people don't, uh, don't really know about you. Um, so, uh, where, where did you grow up at?
1: Um, I grew up and was born in Huntsville, Alabama.
0: Okay. Was you a wrestling fan growing up in Huntsville?
1: I was definitely, uh, my mom and dad were friends with Bobby Eaton and Orville Hutto when they were, they were teenagers. And so they were around Hut and Bobby when they broke into business and everything. And I was about three at the time. So, I was always around wrestling, you know, even as a little kid back then and growing up. And, I mean, as long as as, uh, as soon as I figured out what it was and what I was watching, I mean, I was hooked.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the thing about, you know, you about you know, you grew up in, you know, the Huntsville. Um, so, that time, that was, what, 70s, that was Nick Goulas was promoting it?
1: Yeah, okay. and so, you know, we would go to the Madison County Coliseum. That's where they would run it on Friday nights. And course I didn't I didn't know, you know, back then about promoting and who was doing this and that. Yeah. I was just like I grew up going to the Coliseum seeing Tojo and Jackie Fargo and you know, guys like that, Lynn Rossi and when I say names like that some of these guys sometimes they just look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, No, I really remember who they are. That's yeah. who I grew up watching. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's like, you know, Huntsville, man, uh, a lot, it, Huntsville just gets no love from, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, Me- it's Memphis, crazy. Memphis gets all the love, and then Nashville gets just a smidgen, if that, then Chattanooga yes. gets even less, and then, like, Huntsville uh, is never, you know, even talked about, and, you know, that was a weekly town, you know.
1: And for- that, yes, that blows my mind, because... Which I don't even think back then there's any video footage, if 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 at all, it's very little uh, footage from the Coliseum in yeah. Huntsville. But man, like from the '70s through the '80s, Huntsville was a hotbed for wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You had everybody that went through Memphis came through Huntsville. Man, Savage and you know uh, Austin Idol and Lawler and everybody.
0: So, so, when Gullis went out of business, so did Jarrett start running Huntsville?
1: Um, I don't know exactly about how that split went, but I do remember. I'm talking
0: about, I'm talking about when Gullis went out of business in 80. The, uh, the, the September of 80 is when he went out of business. Did, did, I know Jarrett, uh, ran some of his towns, and, um, uh, he run them like, like nationally, run weekly, and then some of them, I know he he ran them like, you know, spot shows and stuff. Did he run uh, Huntsville as a spot show?
1: See, I'm not sure who was doing it at the time. I remember I was still going. Yeah. And then I remember even up until like '85, probably. Um, I would go to a show at called Coliseum. And I would see Nick Gullis walking around, like, just, you know, walking around the building. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, obviously, he was running those shows, but I think they were built under, like, UWF or something like that. It's
0: probably the, um... So, no, when, uh... When he shut down and, um... Sold out to, uh... Jarrett and, um... And, uh... Buddy Fuller. Uh, from what I've read, that, um... You know, he pretty much got completely out. And then George started back up, and they tried to run Chattanooga, like, in 81. It right. it, 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 it didn't work. I think they ran it for, like, a month or two. And then, I want to say in 82, late 82, they actually, George started back, and it was Nick with him, but it was basically just George. It's called UWA. And yeah, were, that, that's... Yeah, that's probably it, because he ran... They yeah. Ran, um, basically, they ran all the... They had TV out of Nashville. It was on 17, but they ran... All like Southern Tennessee, uh, Northern Alabama, basically all the old Nick towns. They ran. Yeah,
1: because I, I remember uh, one particular show at the Coliseum. They had uh, Austin Idol was on the card. Bam Bam Bigelow was on it. That was when Larry Sharp was still with him. Um, who else was on it? Um, like guys like King Cobra and Arthur Reese, you
0: know. That's probably that was a Jarrett's card then.
1: See, <laughs> they but
0: probably then, was. I bet because I know Goulis, Like so he was running all those towns, he was running like once a month, like Fayetteville and all those. He was running all those towns. He'd run them once a month. I bet Jarrett come in there, cause that was all Jarrett guys around that time, 85, 86 time period. I was guys, so they probably, I bet he ran it probably once a month or two. I know he tried to run Chattanooga that around that same time period too. I think '86, and uh, it didn't work either. So I think he was trying to come back in there and get those ghoulish towns by running like a spot show. Right. Yeah. So that's probably what it was. But I know, I know that that yeah, when when uh, George started the UWA, he ran all those uh, towns. You know, like I said down the. Uh, so South Tennessee, North Alabama, through there.
1: Yeah, because I, I remember going to uh, a couple of those uh, shows there at the Coliseum, and they were UWA shows. Yeah. But and, like I said, as a twelve-year-old kid, I didn't care who, who was promoting them. Yeah, you don't know. I just wanted to see some good wrestling. Yeah,
0: that's why. You know, yeah, yeah. now? We know, but back then we just know it was
1: wrestling. Yeah, man. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, didn't um Hutto? Didn't he run? Around Huntsville there in the early eighties, some shows.
1: Um he did he did some shows here and there, him and Bobby D. Uh yeah. which was another referee that I got to watch a whole lot when I was a little kid, man, before
0: What was he like was, uh was he his main ref in Huntsville in the seventies? Yeah, I thought he yeah. was,
1: yeah. And uh like I guess I didn't realize till after the time like looking back <clears throat> you know, he was probably one of the first referees that I ever saw on a regular basis.
0: Yeah.
1: Before I ever even really started thinking about refereeing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah,
0: 'cause he so, actually yeah. uh when uh, when George was when he was doing the T V out of Nashville for the U W A, um they were taping it, uh, actually, they started taping it at 17 out of Nashville, and then they moved it to a little studio up in, in Lebanon, but it was still on, it was still shot on uh, Z17. Uh, at that time, Bobby was actually, he was the heel manager. He had switched over from ref into, he was, Bobby D was the heel manager. So he, was right. the, he was managing uh, Hutto and uh, Juicy Johnny, the dream machine. Juicy Johnny. Yep. He was their manager, but yeah, he he. Yeah. Know, he but yeah, he ref because I've seen you know pictures and stuff, and there's a little bit of footage out there of the um, Coliseum shows from the seventies. Uh, not much, but there's a little of it floating around. Uh, he some of them he's refing some of the matches on, and uh, right.
1: But, um, yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, and I've told his son Brian, you know, we're good friends. Yeah. i told him, I'm like, you know, your dad. Back. I mean, he's like an influence on me too before I even realized it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, going back to what you asked about Hutto running shows, he, uh, <clears throat> that's actually the funny thing, is kind of roundabout what got me in the business to begin with, um, which I don't know, like back in the 80s, which ones he did or whatever. But I've always wanted to be a part of wrestling my whole life. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, when other kids were outside playing on Saturday, I'm sitting in front of the TV watching wrestling. If oh, it's yeah. on, I'm watching it. Um, that's all I cared about. That's all I knew about, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: So, it was one of those deals where I always wanted to do it, but didn't really know how to get into it, didn't have the money, whatever. Um, And so Hutto was running these little shows, like for fundraisers and stuff. And this was back probably, I guess it had to be in
0: 2010.
1: Okay. And I had gotten back in contact with him after all these years because and this is a funny, another funny story that goes with the whole thing and I'll try to make it quick that's alright uh, right. take your time and I know he ain't listening so I don't really care to say but <laughs> when I was 15 years old my dad asked me he said what do you want to do when you get out of school and my answer to him was I want to work in the wrestling business told me, that's stupid, it's a waste of time, you need to get it out of your head, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> I never forgot that, and all I can say is, look at me now. Um, so, even though I knew, even, you know, he knew Hutto at that time, whatever, he could have helped me out long before I did it for myself. Yeah. So I got started really late. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But Hutto was running one of these shows, and I don't remember where we were going, but it was me, him, and Bug driving down the road somewhere. And uh, just out of the blue, I told him, I said, hey, I want to be a referee. And he gives me one of them, you do? <laughs> you know, so I'm like, yeah, I really do. I think I could do it. And uh so nothing else was really said about it.
0: So who, and, was, the, who was the third person with y'all riding around?
1: Oh, no Bug.
0: Okay. For people who don't know, uh, explain who he is, because a lot of people don't know who he is um, that's listening.
1: Tater, uh, Taterbug was one hell of a referee back in in days too um he was ring crew referee everything that Nick Goolus needed back then Uh, whatever
0: they needed he'd do it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he was uh yeah even got chased down by Tojo with a pistol one night for calling him a jab but that's a whole (laughs) other story (laughs) you know uh so So yeah, like a week and a half later, Hutto calls me on the phone and he said, Hey, I got you a shot in Mount Pleasant. I need you to go get you a ref shirt and black pants and belt and black shoes. You know, he said, if you're going to do this, you're going to look the part. So I'm like, okay. So I go get all the stuff I need. And we meet up. And he drives me up there on the first night, and as we're going up up to Mount Pleasant, because I was still living in East limestone, Alabama. Well, where's that?
0: at? Where's that
1: at? Athens. Okay. I just call it East limestone because it sounds better.
0: All
1: right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> so we're going up there, and I look over him and I said, um, aren't I supposed to be trained to do this like <laughs> I, I i mean I've never been in the ring before you know and he says something to me that I'll never forget he looks at me and says if I didn't think you could do this I wouldn't be letting you try it and so at that moment like it hit me yeah. that Hutt was the only person any kind of faith in me whatsoever when it came to wrestling because yeah. he knew, he knew that since I was a little kid, that's all I've ever done is study the business. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's how I got my start, man. Like, no training or nothing. Just my first match was some a live crowd. So, And go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And Tim Nestow was the booker that night. He booked that show, so without Orville Hutto and Tim Ernesto, there would be no Doug Markham and wrestling.
0: Now, yeah. That's a cool story, man. Um Hutto, man, I uh, he's a he's a he's a great dude, man. Um I've met him first I ever met Hutto was it um uh, oh man. Uh I wanna say ninety six Six, six in Lewisburg. I knew who he was. I mean, especially growing up, cause I, I used to watch right. that, that UWA Gula Gou- uh, show on Seventeen out of Nashville growing up. So yeah. I, you know, I knew, uh, you know, the Green Machines. You know, that was one of my favorite tag teams growing up. I, so I'd watch that TV all the time. You know, and I like. There was something about them. I don't know it was. I like. I like them. And uh, 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 it's probably about the only Hill team I liked at that time. Is I, mean, I was still, you know. Like you know, liked all the baby faces, but there was something, I don't know, I <laughs> there's just something about them. but, uh, uh, so I never, I've never met him, you know, because he, he had, I don't, he hadn't got out of the business, but he slowed down a lot, uh, right. I got in. and, um, so it's 96, I finally met him, and I, he worked, he, basically his last night in Lewisburg was my first night coming in, so, um, uh, I only met him one night, and then, um, I want to say it was 06, 07-ish, something like that. Uh, then I started working in uh, uh, Columbia, uh, Shelbyville, Petersburg, and uh, he started coming around. I think he was doing Petersburg and stuff like that. So yeah. that's when I started really got to know him. But yeah, he he's a, super, right. he's a super nice guy, man. He
1: Well, see, that, that's kind of a funny story. Uh if you want to hear it. Yeah, go
0: ahead,
1: go ahead. He kind of was out of it. Um, like I said, he, he would run a show here and there for some days or whatever, but really wasn't like working in the ring, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: And so when he started taking me up to Mount Pleasant, he took me up there for that first night. And Tim let me work two matches, and I got done, and Tim said, uh, so this is your first time in the ring? And I'm like, yes sir. And, he said, do you want to wrestle, or do you just want to referee? I said, no, I just want to referee. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you now. He said, a good referee can go far in this business, if that's what you concentrate on. Yep. And, At that time, it didn't really mean anything to me, but looking back eight years later, it means a a lot. You know what I'm saying? But, I told you that to tell you this. Hutto was kind of like not working. And so when he got me into it, I started getting him to come with me to the shows and stuff long after that until Tommy Hagee talked him into he comes back in. Yep. <laughs> so I kind of, and I've never even thought about this until tonight talking to you, but in a crazy roundabout sort of way, the man that brought me into the business, I in turn brought him back into it. Yeah. For another freaking eight-year run yeah. because he just <laughs> now wrestled his last match about two months ago. So, and dude, did think work, about how did he worked the other night. Well, that, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They did, they did. They had a benefit like a week ago
0: down there in Lewisburg.
1: Yes. Say, so, Wild
0: Boy, that was the Wild Boys. Uh, the Wild Boys.
1: Um, so, so yeah. check this out. <laughs> He broke into business in September of 1976, and he just worked his, what, well, hell, do we know if it's going to be his last match, like no. a week ago? It
0: won't be, it won't, and you never had your what, last
1: match. <laughs> what is that, like 43 years almost he's yeah. been Same thing with Mike Jackson, dude, Mike Jackson's 70 years old.
0: Yeah, he still works like every weekend,
1: don't he? I refed one of his matches back in October of last year, and I swear to you, he can still work circles around some thirty years old.
0: Yeah, man, he still goes, dude.
1: Yes, and I remember he was one of the ones I used to watch at the Coliseum when I was like ten years old.
0: Yeah, he uh didn't he start like in seventy two?
1: I I I know he. I don't know. I mean, I think that's he, the I year before
0: I was born. I think he started like in 1972. Him and was it? Uh, I know him and Tony LaDu were tag team early and uh, working shows and stuff. And and I know, well, he, then, they worked, I know he. I'm pretty sure he he worked for Nick.
1: Goodwin. Then I can literally I can literally say that I've seen Mike Jackson work his entire my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> And I refed one of his matches last year, so that's pretty crazy too.
0: Yeah, I've I've uh, seen some people that, that yeah, you know, he still works like every weekend. He and I've heard he still he still goes, man. He he's still out there and just.
1: And you know, some of these people from the south or whatever that didn't know about Continental, didn't know about uh Crockett TV on Saturday nights. So they might not know who Mike Jackson is, but dude. Even though he was mostly a job guy on TV or whatever, this guy, he was good. He was one of those ones like George South. I mean, yep. Yep. You know what? I mean, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. It's like those guys. Another one, I'll tell you another one uh, in that category that a lot of people don't uh, know about, or if they do, they only remember them doing uh, jobs. Uh, but man, they were one, as one of the most underrated workers of all time, is Pat Rose. Yes. Oh my gosh, Pat Rose is so good. Man, and he, he don't get the credit, man. He was, I tell you, if you ever get a chance to watch any of that, um, W-O-W from 86-87 Pensacola, Florida, and uh, he was down there pretty much the whole run of that promotion. Man, right. he, he was so good down there. At that
1: Did time. you, uh... Did you ever see the tag match with him and Hutto against, uh, Jannetty and Michaels on Wrestling Challenge? No. It's, uh...
0: Is it, man, on, is it on YouTube? I'll look it
1: up. It, it's on YouTube, um... I want to say around 90, 91, something like that. I'll look it up. But, yeah, it, it's, uh... It's not like a match on there by itself. You got to find the episode and kind of scroll through the whole thing. But I've shared it a few times through the years. Pretty good stuff.
0: Check that out. But yeah, going back to Mike Jackson, yeah, he, um, even when he was a Continental man, didn't he, he, um, didn't, I know, wasn't there a few times he, or or Southeast, or one of them? I know he, uh, he worked, um, he just didn't do jobs. I mean, he actually worked, you know, um, for that, that junior strap a few times too, I think. Dude, look.
1: In my mind, and and I mean this is just me. Mike Jackson has been the Alabama junior heavyweight champion for at least the past thirty five years. Exactly. Like yeah. I have not seen him drop the strap yeah. to nobody. Yeah. And dude still got it. Yeah. He still I mean, hey, got
0: dude, it. I, dude, I saw a thing, a video, I, know, as it, I want to say it was only a few years old. He's still walking the the top rope and everything.
1: Yeah. He, yeah the, it's crazy. The, the match I, <laughs> I ref last year was him. It was him and uh, Hector Garza. Yeah. And dude, it was like, it was crazy. I'm yeah, like, this yeah. dude. What what is he doing? He was yeah. doing this when I was ten years old. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's it. It's 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 that's one of those guys that age hasn't slowed Antonio down. Antonio
1: <laughs> Garza, not Hector. But, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Antonio Garza. It yeah. just hit me.
0: Yeah, Hector. Wasn't that the uncle or something that passed away?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry.
0: Something like that. I can't remember
1: <laughs> It was a Garza and they had a hell of a match. Yeah. I'll tell you that. It was
0: the one that was on uh um Impact for a while or still might be. I don't I hadn't watched Impact in about three years, so <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but uh, so like the, say from like the eight, late eighties up to the nineties, even to the two thousands, did you ever go to any of the shows around Huntsville or, oh, Athens, yeah. Athens especially Athens. I know Alvin Wallace ran I don't, I, down there at Athens for forever. Did you ever? Okay. Go shows?
1: The weird thing about that was, okay, after a certain period, like when the Coliseum shut down in Huntsville, yeah. I didn't really know about a lot of indie wrestling. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. I remember going to a show in Birmingham that they had at Boutwell that had Austin Idol, Longer, do The Butcher, uh, The Fantastics. So I'm assuming it was probably a Jarrett show. I don't know.
0: What time, um, what time period was it?
1: Probably 85,
0: 86. I would have been Fuller. I've been Continental.
1: So, but, yeah, we went down there for that. Um, I would go to all, because, see, WWF didn't start coming to hustle until, like, mid-80s. they come to the Von Braun Center, wasn't
0: they? Yeah.
1: yeah, and I would go to every one of those, um, if it was a Superstars taping or just a house show or whatever. yeah. You know, I was in all of them.
0: But before, like indie stuff, you didn't do much of that,
1: though. No, because I didn't really know about it. Yeah. Because the only, only thing back then, before the internet and everything, I got all my news from the magazines. Yeah. And, you know, it was like you either watched it on TV, and what you didn't get on TV, you got out of the magazines. Yeah. And so it was yeah, like. If you,
0: if you didn't go looking and trying to find it, yeah, yeah. You didn't see it. Yeah, it means unless you were just wanting to go and you go looking. Some see if there's wrestling, you know, anywhere. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and that's and then especially in the nineties, uh, especially toward the end of the nineties is when so many people got into uh, being wrestling promoters that shouldn't have. And, right. And they'd run shows, and you know, and that's that was the start of the the promoters not advertising and stuff
1: <laughs> from well that, I mean it's that, 20 it's twenty nineteen, and there's still some of those guys oh probably. yeah so definitely. I mean yeah, I'll just,
0: yeah. oh, it's not it's not gonna change I mean,
1: well let's be honest yeah. there's probably more now than there
0: was then uh, probably yeah cause that's that's back cause I, about 89 I mean sorry 88 oh, gosh hold on 98 99 2000 when people I mean it seemed like everybody and their brother just started promoting different. yeah I'm a promoter. I'm, a, you know, and they had no clue what they were doing. There were shows popping up. All, yeah, guys. You know, you had people that run towns. you had been running them. You know, that was their town once a month or whatever, or every other week. And then you, next thing you know, some guy you never heard of was like, well, "Who is this guy?" You know, and you know, it just in that time period. And that was, you know, that around that time period is is also when I noticed, like, when, uh. You'd see a show, or you'd get booked on a show, and you'd go, and you know you might know one guy there, and 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 th- this is when it really started. At t- around that time, it was whoever. Most time, they didn't have a booker. It was who the promoter was. He thought he was booker, promoter, everything. They would never. They just started going away with having a good referee, a good manager, and a good announcer. That, that was that time they just started doing away with it. And it's like, I, everybody's a part of the show. Everybody's got a reason to be there, you know? And it, that's, it just seemed like that time period, all the refere... You know, you'd go to, like, you know regular shows. You'd see that, you know, around here you'd have, like, uh, you know, Big Mike Norman and, you know, and... Uh, uh,
1: yeah, same. And
0: it's people like that. And, uh, but then you'd go to these shows and you'd be like, there's this guy who who's out there with a... um you know, a stone cold t-shirt on and blue jeans reffing. And it's right. like, you know, and don't have a oh, dude,
1: you, you have no idea like how much it irritates me being, being brought into business by Hutto and being, and, and being taught, you know, the respect and, and even that, before, even before that, I always respected the business even when I was a kid. Man, I knew it was a work.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I knew that, and which, like, I was a shitty little kid sometime. I would go to school and make pets with other kids, <laughs> because, like, when a house show would come to wherever we were at, because at a point I had to live with my mom in Jacksonville, Florida for a while, mm. and it would be like a house show, and the, and the main event would be Ric Flair Wahoo, and Wahoo in a cage, you know? Yeah. And all these kids at school would be like, who's going to win a belt? who's going to win a belt? Well, back then, <laughs> even I knew yeah. belt don't change hands on, on a freaking house show. No. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like 10 years old out here betting with these kids on wrestling matches because no. I knew what was going on. Yeah, no. yeah. No. But, I mean...
0: I don't know but
1: don't even know I don't, that, even, that, know, yeah, I don't time, even know what got us on that
0: But that time period man it was just I know I mean because I was working you know and it was just like you'd it, see you'd go to show and it kept getting worse and then it is like you'd go you had managers good managers and then all of a sudden they didn't want to it sort like they didn't want to pay referees so they'd just get whoever to ref they'd stop uh, yeah. paying, they stopped paying managers so they'd let Every guy was a girlfriend, fat, ugly, skinny, messed out, or whatever, uh, be, the, be a valet.
1: And uh, when was this?
0: Right around 99, 2000. That's when Okay, I thought
1: really- you was talking about last week because that's the same oh, yeah, crap that still think, goes yeah, on today. That's when,
0: that's when it I mean, started. That's when it
1: started. And that's, started and that's why, dude, look, that's why I, I travel. I made like. It didn't take me long to understand. I don't want to be uh, tied down to this 40 mile whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's too much drama. There's too much. There's just too much crap going on that shouldn't be going home. Exactly. (laughs) And. But, yeah, to hear you say it like that, it's like, wow, things haven't changed in 10
0: years. I mean. Yeah, it's, like I say that's when it started. Or,
1: or 20, yeah, years, 20 hell years. You said tw- 99, yeah, it's tw-
0: right? It's 20 years. That's when it started happening. And it seemed like 99, 2000, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then it's like, you know, uh, nobody wanted to have a good ref. You know, they'd book a show, you know. The refs would be horrible. Like I said, everybody's girlfriend would be the valet. Um, uh, the uh, announcer would be just whoever's cousin or brother. You know what I'm saying? Or yes. Who would be like, hey, who rode with you? Uh, someone yes. said was out there was out there in the crowd. Oh, hey, man, can you announce? Oh, I don't yeah. know. You know, it's just.
1: It's you like, can you, can you talk? Can you pronounce uh, syllables? You know, so, okay, he, here you go.
0: And that is that is you know is and like I said it, that's when it started and it snowballed, and I remember like uh uh like oh man I want to say probably even like late like oh eight oh nine you know you had maybe two. Maybe two good refs around this area, and I don't think he had two of them. I mean, it was just, you couldn't, there was no refs. uh, The really only manager you had that was really good was uh, Paul Adams. Uh, Charming Charles, he was, you know, he was good, but he, I don't know, it do not seem like he, I think he would, take Toma off and stuff too much. Right. I don't remember right. seeing him a lot. He'd come in for it seemed like he'd show up for a few years and then disappear for a little while.
1: But. I did get to work with him some at Stadium in. Yeah. and I'll just say this I love that dude. He is so cool.
0: Oh he's hilarious man.
1: Um, <laughs> but, uh, but other since you're talking about managers I've got to say this while I'm thinking about it. Probably other than Colonel Parker and Jimmy Hart. The best manager I have ever had the opportunity to work with and we worked together for years and many, many matches was Marcus Woodrow the third. Oh, yes. Um, I miss that dude. I wish so much he would come back.
0: Y'all ain't seen nothing. You should have been around when I told that was my first manager. Back in ninety two, me how he was hey, he was so good. He you think he was good, you know, this time when he came back this recently? Uh back back when back when I first started and he, he was a few years he was already a few years in the business by the time I started. But man, he used to be just phenomenal. I love that
1: dude, man. I love him. Inside the ring, outside the ring, such a great dude
0: man I mean, Marcus
1: if you listen I miss
0: you buddy yeah Mark, hey, Marcus, if not he, I'll is, text you <laughs> he is like I said he was my first manager and uh, I want to say probably from into 92 early 93 all the way up to when he I think when he took that 20 years off or 25 years <laughs> off I, I think it was like 94 early 95 ish maybe when he took when he left the business. I mean yeah. you know, we, we rode if we were booked on the same show we rode together. Um, right. man there I mean we me and him we 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 always rode together. And uh he would come from uh, uh Monterey, Tennessee, the other side of Coopville, Tennessee. And he'd come down I lived up out towards Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and he would always meet me somewhere or something there. and there's been times he actually would come pick me up just to be just uh Come, you know, he'd be like, "I'm gonna come early and get you." And, you know, he'd be like, hey,
1: yeah, he's, he's you know, awesome, man. man
0: we travel, you know, you know, we didn't go, you know, long distance. We just, did, you know, the the, the little local stuff. Here yeah, yeah, around Middle Tennessee. But,
1: but that's yeah, all you was, needed he, around him because you know, he was right. always the, the life of the party, man. We we, we, like.
0: got, uh, we we traveled pretty much every show together, and uh, yeah, when he when he left, man, it, and uh, he got hurt his back, and he, he sees, he's gonna take some time off. And because I remember, cause we were in Shelbyville, and he was the manager, and um, he was like, I'm going to take some time off because I hurt my back. And I told Joe the next week, I came in, Gypsy Joe was the booker, and I said, I said Marcus ain't going to be here tonight. And he said, where is he at? And I was like, he's going to take some time off. He's hurt his back. And he said, okay, you take his place. You be the manager now. So that's when I first time I started managing. Uh... Yeah, and, and it was like, like I said, it was either late '94, early '95, and he was gone for 25 years. <laughs> but yeah, he um, yeah, he he was oh he was so good back then. I, I mean, I didn't get to I didn't get to work with him when he came back, but I can remember back in the day, man. We always oh, had so much fun. Uh, but I would say right around um, but I did notice around the late. 08 09, uh, I said, there weren't many there's only like one good ref, only one manager. But it seemed like, though, it seemed like, uh, around 2010 when Saul got going, more, you know, there was, it seemed like there were, there were, people started, I think, the, they realized you gotta have a good, these, most, most promotions, it seemed like that were running steady, we're like, right. we need to bring back the good refs, good managers, good announcers. So it seemed like they finally started making a comeback is people starting to use you know you know good refs, good managers, good announcers, which you know
1: and at, say percent, like and that was another thing when I first got started like I was probably six months in, and I was in Mount Pleasant because that was the only show I was doing every Saturday night, you know. Because after the first night, I didn't know
0: if there
1: was going to be a second one. Yeah. And so I'm doing regular Saturday nights in Mount Pleasant. And one night, a uh, dude that was working by the name of Saint comes up to me and he said, uh, You need to go to Nashville and talk to Tony Falk about working for USWO as Stadium Man. Yep. And I'm like, Tony Falk, really? he's like, yeah, seriously, do these said, you're good. They need a good ref. Just yeah. go talk to him. So I made arrangements through LT to go up there one Friday afternoon. and I met with him and Tony before the show. And Tony gave me a match. And he liked me, so he gave me another one. But it was like, this one ref had already been there for a while, and he was uh, the one that was all about my spot, my spot. <laughs> I have to rest the main, you know, I have to do this, you know, whatever. Was it, I'm,
0: was it the one that had been there forever? Yeah. Um, Older guy?
1: I'll call his name if you want me to, yeah, I don't give I a
0: shit. I can't remember his name, actually.
1: Mark, Chris Garrett. Okay. Who? Huh? Chris Garrett.
0: That boy was retarded. No, no offense to people. It's retarded. I'm sorry. That well, he has I mean, no, that boy has he has some kind of mental tar- retardation because I, I that he's a, he is. He, he should,
1: hated.
0: He should be in wrestling.
1: <laughs> he hated. He hated me from day one. Um, because he was afraid of his spot. And my thing has always been, if you're worried about a spot, then maybe you need to work a little harder to keep that spot. Because when I'm booked on a show, I'm booked there to come to work.
0: Yeah.
1: And when I go to work, I'm gonna give a hundred percent. Yeah. So that was always the thing with him and it was like he didn't like me and I
0: didn't really give a crap about him you know he shouldn't even be in he shouldn't have been brought into wrestling He's well not, I agree he was, but. Around, he was around forever and, and we he wouldn't even smart. I mean he actually he has a mental thing and he is oh I know oh it's awful it's like he shouldn't even I mean, he used to buy he used to go there and buy tickets and sit on the front row for years and years and years
1: and he still should
0: be. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I remember one night Joe, uh, Gypsy Joe, chased him out of. Uh, uh, it was uh, back. I want to say eighty-eight. I mean, gosh, I'm always mess up the year. Ninety-eight. Always in my, 80s and 90s, I always my eighties and nineties always switch them up for some reason. Ninety is like 98, ninety-eight, ninety-nine uh, time period. Uh, it, it was uh, Excalibur Gym in Madison. Uh, back behind when uh, TJ and them used to run back there, uh, yeah, he was out there when I like, run his mouth and and Joe chased him all the way out the front door <laughs> of Excalibur Gym, and uh, but yeah, he, he should have ne- known who got him brought him in. I I want the first time I ever saw him actually doing something. I remember uh, it was oh mm, five ish, oh six ish, seven ish maybe. Uh, he was helping. Um, I think reno passed he was doing like flunky stuff oh, reno, like uh passing going to hooters and passing out handbills and
1: uh, right like, right don't you know? don't well, don't 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 put this don't don't put it on reno because i love
0: him to death too but you know oh i'm sure um, people had would uh, <laughs> but that was the first time i saw him actually. but no that was i mean that was I the, mean, that was
1: the doing
0: thing doing something besides sitting in the front row you know
1: he always had heat with me because he was like, you know, he, the boys would tell me, he'd be like, he's talking shit behind your back. And I'm like, well, don't say it to my face. I mean, well, no. I, I, I don't like to fight, but I mean, come on.
0: Yeah.
1: No. So one night, and this is, uh, one night, he was, he booked himself to ref the main event, which was Wolfie D and somebody, I don't remember who it was. And Wolfie, Straight told him, you're not getting in the ring with me anymore. Doug's going to ref my match. That's, that's it. That's the final straw. And so Wolfie kind of helped me out a little bit there on that aspect of everything, too, because yeah. he kind of saw something in me there at the beginning also. Yeah. Um. I mean, dude, there's like, hundreds of people I could thank for getting me to the point I'm at now but yeah. you know I can't do that because then I forget names and then somebody tweets me and they're like you're an asshole you didn't say my name
0: yeah but you gotta think about it too man you gotta think you gotta you gotta give yourself um a little props man because I mean I've seen so many guys that it didn't take it serious and you, yeah you have and you know like I said I I've seen you know a little bit. I've seen you uh, through the years. um, You've always took it serious to me. it, it Well, it seems like I mean I don't know. I've been in the dressing room or nothing with you, but from when you're in the ring though, I've always what what I've seen of you. You're all you're you're doing your job like you're supposed to. You and you look you look professional, and you look you know. So you need to give yourself some props, man, because you. I appreciate you got, you got that. I mean, you can have people talk for you and get, you know, talk to you all you want, but unless you, you know, go out there and do the work, you know, in the ring and get better and learn everything, you know, you're part of that too, man. It's not all people, you know, And And that's for the for thing,
1: you. man. It's always a learning experience. Like, yeah. I've been doing it, I've been doing it for eight years now and I still learn stuff every, like, I mean, all the time, you know, like, especially at MLW. Yeah. Um, Low-key, he helps me out so much. Like, if I run up his matches, we we talk about things, yeah. and and he's such a good guy, man. And He helped me out a lot with that. Um, yeah. You never stop lying. Yeah, the, longer you,
0: the longer you stay around and the longer you work with... Uh, all these different promotions that are, you know, high level and how high, high level people you work with, and you know, and the promotions that are serious and about their product. You're gonna learn from people. You're gonna keep. You're gonna learn. You, you'll never stop learning. You know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It, it's always you're gonna learn something because you're if, if you're trying to elevate yourself and, and you know and and being around. I mean, now you can go backwards and go to you know. Dunk, arkansas for a show that they don't take nothing serious and you will not gonna learn nothing that night but you know what I'm saying?
1: exactly yeah. and, and and i'm gonna say this before i forget um and if you can remember about that you can remind me in a minute and i'll finish that but Plunkett <laughs> like told me it'd be like this you'd get sidetracked and it'd take me an hour to tell a story but
0: Hey, I, I, that's I, that's why I like doing this. I like just talking with people. You
1: know? <laughs> uh, Ricky Morton told me two years ago at WrestleCade. We were just talking randomly. And he said, buddy, don't you do me a favor. I said, what's that, Ricky? He said, don't ever give up on this damn business because you're too good at what you do. Yep. He said, I want you to know that there's always somebody watching, so there's, you know, don't ever give up. He said, because you don't know when today might be the day.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yep. Hey, man, uh, I don't mean to cut you off. I just looked down. They only give me an hour on here, and we're right at almost 59. Um we need to do this again pretty soon. Whenever you get some time, uh, sometime in September, um, if you want to do it again, we'll catch up and let you talk some more. And some, you know, I hate to cut you off.
1: Absolutely, yeah, man. Anchor
0: only gives me an, uh, gives me uh, an hour. Um, Absolutely. All right. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, uh, some upcoming shows or anything you want to plug?
1: Um, upcoming shows, uh, MLW, Dallas, Texas, uh, September seventh. November 2nd in Chicago, December 5th in New York. Um, if you want to get some of my t shirts, they're at whatforapparel.com forward slash D Markham. Uh, hit me up on Facebook at Doug Markham. Instagram and Twitter is at Doug Markham123. And uh, I just started a pre-sale on some fanny packs, so.